Are you the kind of gal who isn't interested in how things used to be in the hair industry? Who wants to hear from ladies who are paving their own way while making waves? Well then, She Makes Waves is for you. All right, so today we have Teresa Tran, owner of Treat in downtown LA on the show. She values personal style, simplicity, modern classics over trends, and fast fashion. One of the things that really drew me to Teresa was her authenticity, passion for growth, and her purpose of inspiring self-love and mindfulness. She is a fellow dog mom and the creator of The Ritual Haircut. Teresa, welcome to the show. Thanks, Lindsay. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, I'm so happy to have you here because before my show was even in the works, I was... I was cyber stalking you for quite some time. And I was like, that's the kind of person I want on my show. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. I just, I just love how you beat to your own drum. And I feel like you've done a really cool job of, you know, like sharing who you are through your Instagram and that's how I found you. And yeah. So tell us, tell us about your journey up until this point, because I just, your vibe and everything is just on point. Thank you. So I've been doing hair for, um, it's going to be six years now. And I started in a salon in downtown that I worked at for three or four years. And it was, the salon had just opened when I started. So I feel like that's where I got to learn like all the business stuff and like how to create a community and just practice like my marketing under someone else's name and also explore different like avenues of doing hair because there's so many possibilities. Right. And then Two years ago, I went on my own and started my own studio. Yeah. And then you were in that, the first location, was it for about a year? Yeah. Okay. And then how did you find that cloud in the sky that you now work in with the outdoor living? It's just, it's what dreams are made of. (laughs) You know, what's crazy is that when I was in the little office studio, I had like this vision board that I was working on that looked kind of like a greenhouse salon, but in my mind, it was like a co-working space. Like there were different studios in the garden and different hairstylists had their own studio that they could decorate however they wanted. And there's like a community shampoo room. Oh, that's cool. My One of my clients is like an architect and they're always exploring her and her husband are always exploring new buildings in downtown so when they saw this place and the windows they just told me you have to go see it yeah it's kind of crazy because I wrote down I was looking at your doing my research for the interview and I wrote something down that you said that it's like so perfect you wrote down people have always told me I live in my own world And I never really thought that was a bad thing. It's a place I can create anything I've ever dreamed of. And then you had accompanied with it a drawing of your dream workspace, which was a garden collective filled with luscious and unique plants for sale, air streams as creative workspaces, and a cute coffee shop, and a greenhouse as a hair salon. I named it Bloom. It's a vision that I'm always working towards, and you know will transcend when I am ready. 
<laughs> I think that's so cool. So, so this is just on that path to, to the airstream. And this is like, this just was the natural next step. Yeah. I mean, I feel like your vision always is evolving and you kind of discover like what you actually want to do. So I'm not still not sure if that's I what's feel like the space you're in, it seems to have a lot of the vibes of what you're talking about. So I totally get what you're saying about being like not so like stuck on the actual goal as much as like the feelings that it creates. Yeah, totally. That's so cool. Yeah. So in your current space, you've kind of brought that community vibe in by having like vision board nights and things like that. Is that kind of what you mean by community and collaborative? Is that, is that kind of part of that whole dream? Yeah. Like I like to bring people together for a purpose. Yeah. And I've been brainstorming on another workshop that I wanted to host, like a watercolor meditation, because sometimes I'll do watercolors and I'll just like write a mantra or a quote that I'm really into and just like think about it and draw and kind of space out. So I thought it would be cool to do it with a group of people. Yeah. I mean, if I was in LA, I'd love to come to that. That just sounds so cool. It just like, it looks like I always call my studio like a girl's clubhouse. And I don't know if that's like legit can be put on the door or anything just because, you know, the world we live in, but, (laughs) but it's like low key. Everyone kind of knows that. And like, I feel like your, your place and maybe you do do men's cuts. I don't know. But, but the point is, I feel like your studio is so like girl power. It, It looks like, like to me, it's like a girl's clubhouse as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like I've grown to just really appreciate and love women. And, you know, I feel like we're, we don't really have that many mentors to look up to. So it's kind of just like we have to work with our peers and just be inspired by each other. Yeah, that's been a game changer for me. Yeah, it's weird to think about like, women before didn't really start their own businesses as much as they do today. Yeah. And I think that having just joined the wing, this club in that just opened in Chicago, they were saying like women, like, I think it was like a a crazy statistic about like women surrounded by other women that are like chasing dreams. Like they have an 85% more success rate. And I, I, it was something like that. And I, I totally believe that because it could be so isolating. Mm hmm. And I, I love, cool. I love that idea of just watercoloring with you. <laughs> I think we have one of those offices in LA. I think too. you do too. Yeah. Actually, as I was saying, I'm like, I think you have that. Yeah. So as far as like your studio goes and your dreams for the future, you said kind of that year, you kind of like let it kind of evolve and you have a general idea and general feelings that you want to feel, but do you have anything on the horizon as far as like, in five years or like my goal for this? I don't know. That's kind of hard. I feel like just whatever I am going through at the time, I just try to incorporate my business in with me kind of. Right. It's kind of weird because before when I had 
just started the studio, you know, that weird feeling when you reach a goal and then it's like, this is great, but now I have to like make something bigger or you just have that feeling of wanting to grow. And, and right now I kind of feel like I, I like to work one-on-one and I wouldn't mind if there's like another renter working alongside me and sharing the space but like I don't think managing people is what I would want to do yeah I think it can kind of be a trap a little bit like that you like can kind of be seeking goals out and then it's like what's the next natural thing and the next natural thing and instead of being like wait there's probably a way for me to grow in the, in the environment I'm in and whether that's like personal goals or just like working on having more of a, uh, a schedule you dream of or whatever. But yeah, I think I definitely feel like I've, I'm victim of that kind of mental like society trap of like yeah. more and more and more. And like, <laughs> I think that that's what I'm loving about how the industry is shifting is like, there are people that I, cause I see you as like someone who's really growing, but growing mm-hmm. in a way that's really congruent to who you are. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I do. And I, and I know like, um, you know, like it's like, you're trying to like figure out like, and, I, and I'm the same way. It's like, you're trying to figure out like, how do I stay true to who I am, but continue to grow and not grow at the expense of who I am. Cause I think mm-hmm. that that's so hard. Yeah. And you get just distracted by what other people are doing and you're kind of like, should I be posting this many hair pictures? Isn't that the truth? (laughs) Like I just, I started feeling like I don't want to post just because I feel like I have to post something every day. Yeah. I mean, if I could like embroider stuff like you, I'd be posting that, that stuff too. But those aren't my strengths. I appreciate them in you. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, she's making cards now? It's unbelievable. Like, <laughs> I have to turn in my lane and be like, that is so cool for her. And like, I love that, that you're, you infuse those parts of your personality into your Instagram. So people have to go to your page to see what I'm talking about. But like, yeah, it's just like, you gotta just be true to yourself. And yeah, it's it's uh it's hard to like just stay in your lane and be like I'm doing this cuz this is what's right for me and I think that like it's so cool like I want to like talk about how you started the ritual haircut cuz to me that's like on the same vein of being like I want to keep growing and I I'm going to keep creating but mm-hmm. the creating doesn't need to be in the form of like employment necessarily. So tell us a little about the ritual haircut because I freaking want one. So, uh, the ritual haircut is an experience that I've been working on and I feel like it's always evolving, but it's more like an inner transformation. I love that. And so you come in and we kind of just wind down a little bit and have tea and talk. I ask some questions that like, pertain more to life to get more into the right mindset and then light some Palo Santo of course and I start with a little guided meditation to connect more to your subconscious and so this meditation that we do together 
like at first you kind of go like a little bit dark into like a dark part so that you really feel what it would feel like to hold on to this negative thing that you're not letting go of. And then we come back and like bring you to a more positive state. And then during your haircut, we just talk about different changes you can make and what you thought of in the meditation. And then after I give you a little crystal gift and little pocket mantra card. And so are you creating the pocket mantra card when they're there or you seek one out that you think really kind of applies? The pocket mantra is actually this little card deck that I got um, from a maker's store and it has like 50 little affirmations and I just let people choose one randomly and it's been so like crazy and beautiful that everybody always chooses one that goes with what they're letting go of. Isn't that something? (laughs) Wow. I think that's so neat. And I, I I was thinking about how you said like people go dark before they, Mm -hmm. before they kind of can let go. And I think that's like so true for kind of any journey. It's like, you know, like you see someone like, wow, that's so cool what they did. It's like, but you didn't see what transpired to get here. And like, I think most people have to kind of go dark to go light. Yeah, totally. I love that. So how would you, so is that something you're doing? Like, are you doing this like a couple times a week or is it something that's kind of starting to spread and people or who is it for? Because I feel like I like want to get on the plate. (laughs) I mean, it's definitely, I started doing them more and more. It's probably like one a week or something right now. I feel like I don't really market it as much as I should be, but I'm also kind of just like letting the people who need it find it because you can also just come get a normal haircut and we could talk about whatever. Yeah, I was thinking a lot about what you were saying. It's like, like, I think that there is such a ritual in hair color and haircuts, like what you're actually talking about. But I love the intentionality behind the ritual haircut. Yeah, it's been really cool. And I've actually had a few people come to me now for their second ritual haircut, which I did not plan out before, like, people got people got enough going on that there's always something you could let go of right (laughs) yeah so I just have been like develop like what can you meditate on and let go again but differently so I did a different kind last time and it it worked well but I feel like I'm just always kind of changing it to whoever comes in Yeah, you like feel their vibe and like what you think they need and Yeah, and mostly like in the beginning before I started doing it, like you always have that imposter syndrome where you're like, Can I help people with this? Like I don't know. Oh my god, yeah. (laughs) But really like I think if they're booking it, like they already want to have this change. So that helps. And then, like, even just taking a moment of reflection just helps you move forward no matter what. Yeah. Doing it more, like, I realize that, like, I don't have all 
the answers and I'm not supposed to because it's your journey. Yeah, so, it's so cool. You I'm come alongside asking. them and like help them to see that kind of like lately I've been really into like you are entirely up to you. Like you hold the key to the life that you want. No one else holds the key. We give the keys away to people so quickly. We give them like, we're, we're like, Oh, you think I should be doing that? Okay. You think I should do that? Okay. You know, what, you think I should serve po- coconut water? Okay. Like, you know, like I think you can like spend so much energy. And I think like as a hairstyle, spend so much energy. Like if, if you listen to everything everyone says. And so I think it's like, I mean, it's like hairstyles or not. It's like, if you really stop and think about like, you probably know more about what you need than you, than you realize. And maybe you're just giving people that space to yeah. actually like see that. Yeah, definitely. That's so cool. So as you were talking, I was like, you'd be so sweet if you'd like trained other people on your method of, I mean, obviously it wouldn't be something that you would just be like any Joe Schmo could do it because you'd have to be someone that kind of shared the same kind of you know, viewpoint as like a hairstylist and like as someone that connects with people and it's not just about the, the, the hair, it's about the whole experience, but it'd be, it'd be kind of cool to think about like what that would look like to be able to have people be having a ritual other places. It's just cool to think of what could happen. I thought about that a little bit and I feel like we all have this just power to let people be vulnerable and like help people through stuff as hairstylists. And you know, what's funny is like when I first was writing all this down and making this experience in my mind, I was like really like trying to keep it to myself for some reason. And I was like, I don't want, anyone to like copy me or steal Mm -hmm. it or whatever but then as it went on I was like I don't know why I'm like I was thinking about trademarking it and stuff but then as it went on I started to realize that if more people do something like this then it would just be better for the world yeah, so I stopped like being selfish about it. And yeah, what like, do you think that is? Because I definitely have experienced that definitely in different times in my career. And then I kind of stopped myself as of late. And I'm like, that's such a scarcity mentality, Lindsay, because that person's voice is different than your voice. That person's delivery of this is going to be so different. And like, if something you're doing inspires people to do good, then yeah, I, I kind of had to retrain. Like, it's like a, it's almost like a, just like a new mindset of like, not scarcity. It's like, I've heard someone say like, it's not like, this isn't like pie. Someone else getting a piece doesn't mean you get less. Yeah. Cause it definitely like come up for me with like, with different things. Like, you know, I, I can think back to even when I was like growing up and I'd be like, mom, they copied my shirt or like, I had that <laughs> outfit first. And, and my mom would be like, Lindsay, that is such a compliment. And I remember being like, Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> and now I'm like, it took like maybe 32 years. And now I'm like, yeah, I mean, I, I have as much of that shirt as I had before. Someone else has a shirt on. Cool. Then we both are both wearing a shirt we like. <laughs> I know. And just like everybody has a different energy that they attract. It's not yeah. like we fight for the same clients. It's like, go to whoever you want. 
Right. I was going to also ask you something about how, so I noticed like with your drawings and things like that, that you always seem to be setting monthly intentions about little things you want to be doing or things you want to do less of, more of. Can you tell us a little bit about how you do that? Because I think that's something like I would be interested in implementing into my life. I just saw some, another like, uh, Instagram blogger person do it and then I made my own and I realized that it's so much less pressure and easier than doing like a year resolution Mm -hmm. and like even if you don't do one very well a month then you can always add it or tweak it on your next month right so you don't at the end of the month go oh god oh, I really dropped the ball. Like, it's like, oh, cool. That's something I want to continue working on. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like either it resonates with you and then you hold on to it and just you keep doing it the next month and add new intentions or maybe you have to write it down again in a different way. Yeah, that's cool. And so I saw that you have some cards that are going to be in a that are in a store. So is that something you're like kind of dabbling in? I did that a while ago, like three or four years ago. I was just randomly making thank you cards to send to my clients. And then I had like so many different kinds that I just posted them on Etsy. And I was kind of playing with it a little and emailed some stores. But after a year of doing that, I was kind of like, you can't. It's really hard to make a hundred bucks with selling a five dollar card. So yeah, when you put it like that, that's a lot of cards. (laughs) Yeah. So I only do I only sell them to that store because they they've been ordering them for so long. That's that's sweet. So you do it because it brings you joy, but not because it it's a huge revenue stream. Yeah, and I would like to add like other random stuff in make stuff like I have this card deck that I've made of like 50 different ways to take care of yourself oh my god you should sell it I know that I just like sometimes you know you get stuck on something yeah no I I totally hear that and I saw that you you also do like is it like stitching or embroidery or what do you, what do you got going with that? Oh yeah. I took an embroidery class a couple years ago and the person who taught me was telling me like the healing properties of doing stitching or just any kind of. I've never heard of that, but that sounds sweet. And so I just do it when I can. Yeah. Or that's when cool. I'm I never heard of that having I healing think. properties. Yeah. That's very cool. What did they say they were or how, how does that come to be with the stitching? I think just like doing something that's repetitive like that and making something, you just like, it's kind of like a meditation, I guess. That's cool. I'm just excited to see what, you, what you've got coming up the pipe here because I just, I feel like you're so creative and you have so many like cool things that you could do. So it's just kind of like, see where you get guided towards. 
Thanks. <laughs> yeah. No, it's awesome. And so if you were going to leave the listeners with like a tip for following their hearts or not losing themselves in, in the traditional growth strategies that this industry has, you know, had, what would mm-hmm. be something that you would like to leave people with? I feel like I would say to stop saying sorry for stuff. Because one of my mentors told me once, like, are you going to apologize for making the business of your dreams? And I just thought that was so right. Wow. Even like being late, like instead of saying sorry for being late, you could say like, thank you for waiting for me. So I've really been trying to change my mindset to that. Yeah, it's so cool because I can think of even like, you know, like I run my schedule really tight. I don't really run behind because I'm really diligent. Mm-hmm. But then if I say, sorry, I'm running behind, the person will say, it's fine. You don't do it a lot. <laughs> and it's like, I don't do it. And then I want to be like reactive and not respond. And I want to be like, you're right. I never, I never, this is the first time in, in 14 years I've ever. And so it's, it's a bad, it's a bad situation to get yourself into. So I really love that. I think that would be really a helpful attitude to just put on what you're talking about. Yeah. It's a daily practice. I feel like. Yeah. I don't know if I could stitch enough stuff to make it happen, but I am going to work towards that because I think that that's so true. We're also guilty of putting everyone ahead of like what our dream is or putting everyone kind of like saying, well, how would all these people feel about it? But at the end of the day, you're the one who has to live it. You're the one who has to get up every day and go to the business you made. So you make a business you don't like, it's on you. And I've done it. So I get it. (laughs) Yeah, even living like in downtown, there's a lot of homeless people here and they're always asking for money and stuff. And I stopped saying sorry, I don't have anything because I don't owe you anything. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And that's a huge shift because it's, I don't know. Yeah. Like you just kind of mouth sorry to people. It happens in Chicago too. But I'm really going to, I'm going to think about that now. Yeah. Because like you don't, you, yeah, like you have a responsibility to yourself to like who you are and to honor who you are and to be kind to people, but you don't need to be apologetic. Yeah. You know, (laughs) that's, that's awesome. Well, thank you for, thank you so much for taking the time to be on today and, uh, oh, your little pup saying goodbye. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Oh my God. My pleasure. Have a great day. You too. Bye.